is Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. And this week, I've mainly been sued for $10 million. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The landlord of the year has been up to his old and deeply unpleasant tricks again. Now, if I wasn't so constantly anxious about his wildly aggressive behaviour, I'd be frankly bored to tears by it. Change it up, mate. But it climaxed this week with him showing up again, without notice, to drag strangers around our home in a pandemic. And when Dave refused to let him in, he went berserk. Now, if you know me, I'm not someone who shies away from a good swear in the right circumstances. But I'm not repeating the diatribe he unleashed on us in front of the girls because it was just hideous. What's bonkers is that he also seemed genuinely surprised (laughs) that we then looked the prospective tenants in the eye and said, run, run away, far away. He's a bully. Given that he was just bullying us in front of them, the threat of the $10 million libel lawsuit doesn't seem like it would carry much legal water, but... Oh, who even knows anymore? So this week was also the week that, on advice, I filed my very first police report with Paradise Valley Police for harassment. Not a milestone I ever wanted to reach when we set out on this adventure, but there you go. They were dead nice, and they said they will come out in a flash if he rocks up unannounced again. I just really hope I don't have to call them. We've only got a few weeks left. I mean, I don't know if it's the Brit in me, because... Let's face it, most of us do tend to shy away from a kerfuffle. Or the fact I'm an only child and used to my own company, but all we want to do is be left alone. We don't mind people coming round if they're booked in, but it's the constant barrage of random strangers through our home that really for the last few weeks has just been exhausting. And now the threat of legal action. I mean, come on. I think the insidious thing about bullies is that they chip away at your confidence at the same time as intimidating you. You let them get away with smaller things because you just don't want the drama of their retaliation. And then before you know it, they're bringing out the big guns and it's really hard to stand up to them when you're concerned about what their next move might be. Standing up to bullies is something that we tell our children, don't we, from day dot. But it's a bit like feel the fear and do it anyway. It's one of those sayings that it's much harder to do in real life. You want the bully's behaviour to stop, but by challenging them, you know it will probably ramp up. And so standing up to them is doubly hard, as you know it's actually going to hurt you. I was horribly bullied at work in years more recent than I'd like to admit to. And of such a clear memory of going to a senior manager and being told, no one cares what you think. You're not, insert the name of the person who was actually bullying me. I was too afraid to stand up to them. I believed I was irrelevant, that I didn't matter. And who would believe me anyway? What was particularly awful was how so many people also accepted behaviour like that. I saw it time and time again. And, you know, I felt embarrassed ringing the police and reporting what had happened to us. I felt embarrassed talking about it now, like somehow we're weak for even letting the bully treat us in this way. But, of course, that's exactly the feeling that all bullies thrive on. I wonder how many other poor souls have been the victim of this particular scumbag because they felt too afraid to speak up. Well, I wanted to get out in the world and meet lots of different people, I suppose, so (laughs) I guess I need to take the rough with the smooth, right? A weird consequence of days of drama and very little sleep was that on Wednesday night I had an almost unbearable urge for a chippy tea. 
In fact, I've yearned for England a few times over the last few weeks. Specifically, I've yearned to be in my old sofa, in my old house, under a blanket in front of the fire or in my old bed, tucked up. I mean, it doesn't take a psychologist to work out that it's security I'm really craving. But yeah, on Wednesday, visions of proper chips and mushy peas and gravy swirled around my head. Now, I'd heard about a place in the valley, a holy grail, a British-run chippy called the Codfather that also had a shop at the back selling Branston pickle and baked beans and jammy dodgers. Oh, So I grabbed my wallet and anticipated a haul of comfort food. We bundled ourselves into the car. It was about half an hour away, but the thought of a chip butty kept us going. We got there. It was closed. (laughs) Reduced opening hours due to COVID. Oh, how annoying. We should have called ahead. Oh, well. Well, if you've got children, you'll know that once you've promised a takeaway, bobbing home to get a tin of soup on the hob is just never going to cut it. So we decided to go for a local burger drive-thru. Now, I know drive throughs are in the UK as well, but I never really ever went to one when I lived there. So I still get tragically excited by it all and a little bit discombobulated by the whole process as well. So four impossible burgers were ordered. Oh, it's my favourite type of burger. Tastes amazing and nothing's died to make it. So all good in my book. Ridiculously huge fizzy drinks and yeah, not chips, but fries. But hey, carbs ahoy. Sometimes only carbs will do. We drove home with our junk food haul, windows open, the heat of the day blowing into our car like a massive industrial hairdryer. Just as the sun was setting, showing off incredible pinks and reds and oranges as it danced around the top of the mountains. Tomorrow is another day, right? I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 